Hello, I'm Fern Cotton and this is Happy Place, the show that constantly redefines what's possible. Today I'm chatting to Ellie Goldstein and her mum, Yvonne. The drama with the teacher was like, how can she do modelling? How can she be an advert? It was like so negative. They got her character personality mixed up with the condition. So Ellie is cheeky. She can be crafty, cheeky, you name Crafty. So that would just be like, she'd be punished because of the wrong things. But they didn't know how to handle her. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the shoot, we're in a cab to go home. I'm like, call for my agent and she said to mum that I'm going to go off folk. I'm telling me that I won't go folk. Like, what? <laughs> when Ellie was born with Down syndrome, doctors gave her parents little hope about the life she's led. But for 21 years and counting, Ellie has been defying the odds and overcoming every hardship thrown her way. She's absolutely soaring. She's a supermodel who's graced the covers of Vogue and Glamour and has done amazing campaigns for Gucci, Nike, Adidas and a load of others too. She's also, and this is so cool, she's also become the UK ambassador for a Barbie doll based on a person with Down syndrome. Now she's written a book with Mum Avon, who of course we had to get involved in this chat, that tells the story of her quite frankly stratospheric rise to stardom. I love chatting to Ellie and Yvonne. We covered a hell of a lot. I really appreciated Yvonne being so honest about the loneliness we can sometimes feel as parents. And Ellie has the most infectious energy and just a beautiful zest for life that I think we could all do with mirroring. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. We'll get to Ellie in just a moment, but first, I am so excited to tell you that the Happy Place Festival is back in 2024. Oh my God, I can't wait. We'll be back at Chiswick House and Gardens on Saturday the 13th and Sunday the 14th of July and in Tatton Park on Saturday the 31st of August and Sunday the 1st of September. Early bird tickets at 2023 prices go on sale for one week only on Friday the 13th of October at 9am. Ticket links and more information can be found at happyplaceofficial.co.uk forward slash festival. And I really cannot wait to see you all there next summer. All right, let's do it. Here's the show. and Mama Vaughn, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. thank you. I'm so looking forward to talking to you today. And also, I want to start by saying thank you because, Ellie, I know you're extremely busy at college at the moment, aren't you? You're doing your Level 3 Extended Performing Arts Certificate, am I right? Yes, right, yeah. 
And how's that going? Um, pretty good. Because what you got in your last exam results was incredible, right? Tell us what you got. 80%. That is incredible. That was maths. Oh. Uh, you do, you're not a fan of maths, are you? No. <laughs> Nor am I. Performing arts is your thing. So why do you love performing arts? What is it about performing arts that, that makes you feel so good? Uh, because then I can dance and like, I can... Um, it's like relaxing and calming. Oh, it's so brilliant. Well, I, I wish you all the luck with your studies because I know you've got so much going on, hence why we're doing this recording bright and early because you're off to college later on today, right? Yeah, one o'clock. One o'clock, okay. You've got a busy day ahead, so I don't want to hold you up too much, but we've got so much to talk about today because as well as your college work and your modelling, which we're going to get to in a moment, you've also written this brilliant <laughs> book... We haven't seen it. <laughs> Are you joking? You've not seen it? No. <laughs> How come? Why have I got one and you haven't? We're waiting. We're waiting. Well, any, any day, any day. It's coming tomorrow, the book, so... <laughs> I feel I feel bad that I've got one and you don't have one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> look at it, Ellie, look. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is so lovely. I love that picture on the front cover. You've got the most wonderfully happy smile, beautiful dress, a necklace that I'm desperate for. Oh, cute. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's called Against All Odds. It's on Katie Piper's imprint, The Unseen. How was it writing a book all about your life? Um, really amazing. Because we're just by people with early disabilities and they can look at what I achieve and what I can learn from the book. Yeah, it's it's such a brilliant story. And you've got lots of other people in there. You've got your sister in there. You've got your dance teacher in there. You've got your mum in there, Yvonne. <laughs> yes, mum. How was it for you, Yvonne, to look back on not only the, the joyful times that you've experienced in Ellie's life, but also the, the more challenging times? It was really emotional, actually, writing and just bringing all the... The memories are always there, but when you bring them back to the surface, it, it was quite painful. But I wanted to obviously do it to share, you know, the story to inspire other people. Yeah. Yeah, it was... And even when I sort of started to read the manuscript backwards and forwards, every time I read that bit, I was like... Crying. crying. Even in other interviews, every time they ask about it, I'm like, <laughs> it's, oh, quite, well. it's a long time, but it's still quite raw. It was just. Yeah, of course, because that's the funny thing about life, isn't it? Unless you've got a project like this where you are writing and reflecting and looking back, it's not often that you, you go there in that detail. You might retell parts of stories, but to really look back at Ellie's whole life and, and your experience as a mum, you don't really get to do that unless you're writing a memoir. Exactly, that's true. Yeah, it just brought everything back. So it was, you know, I'm pleased we did it. It was amazing to do. So just a bit, some difficult times yeah. <laughs> doing in the process. <laughs> no, I'm sure. And as I said, it's on Katie Piper's imprint, The Unseen. I love Katie Piper. She's so wonderful. Well, I... Oh, you've met her lots of times, right, Ellie? Um, one time, yeah. Hi. Two times. And you guys get on really well. Yes, we do. She's an amazing lady. She's written a beautiful introduction to your book as well, which is so lovely. So it's a, it's a great collaboration. It's so wonderful. What I love is literally your first sentence in the book, Ellie. You say, the first thing you need to know about me is that I'm happy. <laughs> I, I think that is such a good start to a book. I was like, right, I'm in. I love this. And also, I think that's 
quite rare. I don't think many people can say I'm happy, which is a really sad thought, but I think it's true. And I've interviewed lots of people and I don't think many people can say I am happy. Why do you think you're happy? What makes you happy, Ellie? Um, different things. <laughs> Give us a list. What are your favourite things that make you feel great? Uh, dancing, feeling happy, obviously. Um, going at places, being positive. Yeah, being positive is a real big one. It's a real big one. I think a lot of the time we get into a bad habit of feeling a bit negative, but you're really good at looking at the bright side and being positive, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's really, really important. What makes you feel unhappy? Uh, spiders. <laughs> Same. Same. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> there, there was one last night. I went to my room. A bing button on my door. Oh, no, no, no. Back downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand them either. This is this is the time of year where they all come out. Yeah, very true. Yeah. I've had a few. <laughs> and Daddy Longlegs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like them either. I really don't. Um, not happy. Nah. You're always happy. It's a lovely thing. And you also say in the book, there's something that makes you really happy is living life to the max. There'll be a lot of people out there listening to this that perhaps don't feel they're living life to the max, that feel nervous to reach for their dreams or to even have dreams. What would you say to people who are a bit nervous to really go for what they want in life? Um, never give up. And the hope is and hope it hope it goes good. Yeah, exactly. It's again thinking positive, isn't it? Yeah. You really got to think positive. There was a story in the book where you were younger and you were going horse riding and you'd you'd gone to a new horse riding school and the teachers there got you doing really basic stuff, even though you were much more capable than they were assuming. That is sadly a theme that you, Ellie, and Mama Vaughn have had to deal with at school, in different out-of-school clubs, people underestimating what you're capable of, Ellie. How have you both navigated that? Oh, God. I think Ellie just shines wherever she goes. And yeah. once people meet her, then they realise that she's capable and she's bright and bubbly and very confident yeah for me I just think people are still quite ignorant unfortunately and still got a lot to learn about the condition and still even sometimes if we go shopping there look at me and ask me questions of how old is she what's her name and I'm like ask her you know yeah well, I get a bit angry they should you know direct the question at Ellie first and if she can't answer then I would but I just you know people do unfortunately underestimate her it's been like that through her life but she's overcome so many challenges at school she's doing so well yeah college she passes all her exams she's got distinctions for performing arts merits merits distinction you know she's just smashing life really yeah it's so brilliant knows it Yeah, I love it all. I love it. I love it. Uh, Well, it's all evident in the book as well. You know, everything you're talking about with college and your performing arts, you're absolutely, as your mum said, you're absolutely smashing it. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Too right. And also, Yvonne, when you first, you know, you you go right back, and I'm sure this is the bit that you were alluding to earlier that was painful to look back on. When Ellie was first born, you were told by hospital staff that Ellie wouldn't talk, wouldn't walk, wouldn't go to university. That 
is a really difficult thing to digest as a mother. And I'm, and I'm sure that was very painful to look back on. How did you get through that period? Yeah, it was the just unbelievable, considering she'd just been born and... You know, no one knows their kid's going to go to university when they're born. It was a stupid comment and statement, quite honestly. So once my husband and I got our head around the whole situation, and it took me a good five, six days to actually even probably try and bond with Ellie because of how it was dealt with. And they were asking if I wanted to leave her there because another mother did. I, I didn't sort of know if I was coming or going <laughs> um, but eventually down the line you know she had a major heart surgery at five months old yeah. so we had to get through that so once everything was sort of okay we just said you know we'll just take one day at a time and not plan too far ahead because we didn't know her outcome obviously and then gradually we could see you know what type of <laughs> character she was and <laughs> determined little thing even from really early two three years old you could see she was bright and we are going to prove these doctors very wrong yeah (laughs) and um yeah we just sort of took one day at a time and then we decided you know we'll bring Ellie up like we did Amy and put Ellie first not her condition and just invested what we could in her you know and Ellie sort of just knew her own direction (laughs) <laughs> and now I'm here. And, we just, and here you are. We supported her with, you know, she always sort of tiny knew what she wanted. Even when she used to do Macaton, we could work out. She was very demanding. <laughs> no, demanding at all. Still is. Still is. <laughs> Yeah, tell me about me. <laughs> um, and you, you talk about Makaton in the book. So this is a form of sign language that Ellie used when when well when you were tiny, Ellie. This is what you used to use, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and as you sort of get to talk, the Makaton drops off. So Ellie just used it mainly for like saying more cake, more food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was always more, more, more or something. <laughs> so that was her uh, <laughs> Good communication. <laughs> my cake. Yeah. Okay, but it's a handy phrase to know, isn't it? We all need that phrase. I do. <laughs> oh, it was good. So, I mean, it still seems sadly, Yvonne, that, I mean, that was a while ago for you, but parents are still going through the same now and feeling particularly lonely and not quite sure where to turn when they are given, you know, awful statements like that, that you've proven to be absolutely not true. What can parents do if they're listening to this feeling, you know, in a similar boat, feeling like they're not sure who to ask for advice or where to turn or, or I guess also how to tap into that confidence to actually be guided by the kid? Yeah, I think, you know, watch and listen to your child first. I know the early days, obviously, they don't walk and they're babies and don't talk. But just like we did, just take one day at a time, literally. I mean, we still sometimes just don't look too far ahead it never, you know, that attitude sort of stays with you. But there's organisations out there. I mean, we didn't really have any advice at the time, but there are good organisations that are willing to listen and help. And I think occasionally there would be parent groups so you could communicate. Um, and I'm always, you know, we, I'd always help and listen and advise. I'm happy to do that. Um, so it is really a difficult time. It's a really difficult time, especially when you don't know um, your child's got downs and then you're thrown all that 
after the birth. So but you can prepare a little bit better if you do know. Um, but it's still, you know, it's, it's hard time. Yeah. It, it seems like it, it's still, there, there just needs to be more care and attention. I mean, I was sort of horrified that you were given a leaflet and that was it. I, yeah. You know, it's that's yeah. that's not helpful at all. No, because in, you know, in our heads, we had a vision of someone with Down syndrome. We were ignorant, you know, at the time. We didn't know too much about it. And, yeah, you learn as you go along, really. Every little thing that your child will achieve is even better and bigger because of their condition. So it's a great journey. It's what you make of it as well. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you, you actually go into depth, Ellie, yourself about what Down syndrome is in the book. What do you think people misunderstand about Down syndrome? Yeah, like what can I like, achieve? Thinks. Yeah, you definitely showcase that in the book again, sort of telling everyone whatever you want to do, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Have a big dream and go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get onto your big dreams in a moment because we've got lots to talk about in terms of that. Um, it seems like you're really enjoying college now, right? Yeah, yeah. Loving college now, really enjoyed school at various points of your life. But there was, as you call it in the book, the worst year of your life where you went to your last secondary school, which yeah. you really, really did not get on with whatsoever. And the lowest point being you having a panic attack in class. What did that feel like, Ellie? I have no idea what happened. <laughs> so I've been in school, I think we were in the playground or the classroom, whatever. And I remember once my friend voice said, come for me, but she left anyway, so I bye. So then I was in the playground and I was thinking, like, like, I'm just here, can I do it or not? I did. And then I screamed, what, I did that to myself, screaming through my hair like that. I'm like, I that. I was wept, I was gagging, I was choking on all over. I know what happened. And then my teacher came over to me, like, Ellie, like, uh, you're right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fine. And yeah, that was sick. Yeah, you just weren't, you were feeling stressed out. It's horrible. Kind of, yeah, but then at the end, I was fine. You need a chocolate bar in my hand. It solves all problems. <laughs> yeah. If in doubt, get a bit of chocolate. That's what I say. Oh. <laughs> I, I love it. It's a good remedy for all stress. Just eat chocolate and get back to feeling good again. But it's yeah. horrible. It's horrible. I mean, I'm imagining that it was because you didn't feel very supported. And again, you know, you weren't, people weren't shining a light on what you could do. No, they were really negative. Ellie had her first job then, her first modelling job, and the drama with the teacher was like, how can she do modelling? How can she be an advert? It was like so negative. <laughs> and you don't expect that of a special needs school. You no. It was like completely the opposite. But everything that, you know, again, Ellie, they got her character and personality mixed up with the condition so Ellie is cheeky she can be yeah you know crafty cheeky you name crafty. it so that would just be like she'd be punished because of the wrong things but they didn't know how to probably just handle <laughs> yeah but one negative thing is um this book was actually mine, so this boy had the books. They were called Hotel Transylvania. Or whatever. Oh, I know them. Do, do you? Yeah, yeah, I know those books. Yeah, so I like the favourite books. And the teacher called Annie, 
like I love her so much, not at this point. <laughs> she closed the door to me. Oh, day, I'm like, but none of my books. Give them back to me. She really didn't do that. Yeah, she got accused of stealing her own book. It was from a boy. Yeah, very and bizarre. Yeah, it was a lot of battles that I could have done without. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. You just don't, well, you don't need more stress in that situation whatsoever. No, no, but they were wrong in the end and they gave any books to this boy claimed they were his. It was just always mine. There was always a situation to deal with, which was so unnecessary. Yeah. Well, you just need full support and full understanding when you're going through something like that. Well, both of you do. And I'm glad that all came good in the end and you're now really happy at college because you absolutely deserve to be just loving it and thriving, which you seem to really be doing. So look, let's get on to the modelling because we haven't even touched on this yet. We now know you as a highly in-demand model for so many massive brands and fashion labels. Talk to us about how did you get into this? I mean, I obviously know the story from the book, but I'd love you to tell anyone on this podcast who hasn't read the book, doesn't know your story, how you got into modelling, Ellie. So I'm on this friend, John, my agent on the TV, and then she told Mum to phone them, and then they found, no, I shoot first, then they signed me up. And then yeah. It. yeah, they were starting an inclusive model agency and they met Ellie, signed her originally. Me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's history now. Yeah. <laughs> I know, so that first shoot went really well and then led to your, your first job was with Superdrug. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, that was the best thing that I loved. Yeah, Christmas ads. Christmas so. ads. So like had dinner there for me. Like I love that. <laughs> the food's important. <laughs> no, important. <laughs> both both are equally important. <laughs> I mean, the food on the shoots is usually pretty good, so it's it's a real plus. So tell me about that day, your first proper modelling job, where you turn up to a studio. What was it like? Um, really amazing. I wore so many looks. One of them was. Like a pink glittery coat um jacket, and these really cool white coloured leggings. Maybe love yeah, it all. And did you feel instantly comfortable in front of the camera? Because the the trick with modelling is, well, you know better than anyone, it's to make yourself look comfortable and look like you're having a great time in front of the camera and it's not always easy some people feel really nervous they clam up they feel really tense they can't relax and sort of smile naturally how did you feel the first time in front of a camera i was kind of like excited yeah it comes across though yeah i remember that they played the um, bang bang song by this artist and i the going called again but i'm on a box clapping i'm dancing <laughs> Yeah, so if you're dancing, you're happy. I've got a big tour box, like this big. Oh, that's so brilliant. And it's led to so many amazing jobs for you. I mean, it seems over the years, high street brands have started to diversify a lot more with their campaigns, but the luxury fashion industry has been really slow to catch up. But you, Ellie, were part of a game-changing Gucci campaign. And that picture was just everywhere with you know so many likes on instagram and everybody talking about that shoot what did that feel like to be part of that gucci campaign um let's say really excited and proud and 
Yeah. And what was that shoot like? Because that must have been incredibly nerve wracking for a huge brand like that. I think it was more like exciting because I like my hair and the makeup and I loved it all. But the one dress that I did like was a beaded one. Oh, so gorgeous. And your sister Amy was particularly happy about the Gucci shoot, right? Yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah, especially afterwards, Ellie got to go to the Gucci shop in Bond Street. Yeah. Pick whatever she wanted. Whatever I wanted. So her sister came with and got a nice discount on some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what did you get? Tell me what you got there. Well, I don't remember. Um, um a silk hairband, uh, a big clip, like a Gucci on it, with big letters. Dress. Uh, the white dress, oh, oh, shoes, shoes a bag, everything. Loafers? Yeah. Loafers. Wow. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> it's because you've got so much stuff. <laughs> no, no, loads of bags. It was so Loads of bags. It was so it's so brilliant. It's so brilliant. I mean, it's, it's incredible that you're part of that campaign. It just seems like more brands need to follow suit. More brands need to show a diverse range of models so everybody feels seen and included in fashion because it's still I think that high-end fashion it still feels really exclusive and like not everybody's invited along do you know what I mean yeah Yeah. I think they just feel a bit nervous maybe I I don't know the reason but (laughs) I mean you know it's changing slowly which is it's in the right direction yeah it certainly is I mean you've also done campaigns for Glamour magazine you've worked with Adidas you were part of the Barbie campaign tell us about the Barbie campaign oh yeah so we did the Barbie um suit and I loved it so much it's like the person from Mattel from Barbie gave me the Barbie doll and like who is this like is it me or like a like a pretend doll and he was silent, which I've never seen. He was silent. I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh, it's so brilliant, though. And again, it feels like that should have happened a long time ago, having a Down yeah. syndrome Barbie. Mm. A very long time ago. But it was a beautiful campaign. And also the cover of Vogue. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the excuse of Vogue, and I loved it. But at the end of the shoot, so the lady said that uh, this would be the cover of Vogue. I'm like... Okay, we're in the cab to go home. I'm going to call for my agent, Sue, and he said to Mum that I'm the cover of folk. I'm telling me that I'm going to kill folk. Like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, kept quite a secret till, like, literally the day before, they don't tell you. So it was very. We got home and um, Zoe, my agent, was crying and screaming and called it. Oh my God. Everyone was crying. <laughs> and I saw on your Instagram account, Ellie, the moment where you saw the Vogue cover for the first yeah. time. That was emotional. Yes, at college. Uh, and Ali, my dance and drama teacher, film my reaction. I was crying. Like, I was, I thought I was nervous. I was screaming. I was crying. <laughs> oh, it was such a lovely moment, though. Yeah. Have you got it framed somewhere in the house? Not yet. No, but we will. We've got, got a lot of copies. <laughs> I bet you have. Oh, you've got to frame it. You've got to frame it. I know, we'll get around to that. Yeah, I'm going to frame it. It's amazing. amazing. It's so brilliant. And so dancing, are you planning to bring dancing into your career? I know obviously it's part of the modelling because sometimes you're asked to dance, but would you like to pursue dancing full time? Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, so brilliant. Your dancing was, you started dancing when you were what, five years old? 
Yeah, five years old, yeah. Five years old. And Yvonne, how important do you think it is for parents to really ensure that their children are included in all activities? Because I know that when you spoke to Ellie's first dance teacher, you really wanted her to be included in a dance school that was local to you, that Ellie could take part in. That that seems like a really important thing. Yeah, the dance school Ellie's with now... Um... You know, we've got a really good relationship with um, her dance teacher and yes, she's always been really supportive. Ellie's been there about five years. Five years. Previous to that, because Ellie always, again, showed signs of, of dance and she was really good as a little toddler. Right, cute. And we had a few previous dance schools and they wanted someone to be with her all the time. They wouldn't let, allow me to leave her on her own. I don't know why. And then in shows, they'd always stick her at the back. And she picked up the dances quicker than anyone. She knew the routines. But yeah, when we changed dance school, you know, everything changed and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dance teacher now can see how great she is. I love my dance teacher. <laughs> she's, a, she's up there in the front. And yeah, it's yeah, a very exactly. different attitude. But parents, you know, if you want your child to do an activity, you just take them along and, you know, they need to be included. They might be a bit slower picking stuff up, especially if it's dance, but who cares, you know, as long as they're part, they, they need to feel part of something and be, feel equal. Yeah, and also, I don't think, you know, how quickly you pick up any hobby is is relevant at all, is it? It's, you know, are you enjoying it? What are you getting yeah. from it? I think those things get a bit lost along the way with kids' hobbies. It's like, why are we trying to be competitive about this? Let's look at how much they're enjoying it, how much, you know, everybody feels like they're part of a team. That's that's I the most like, important thing. Yeah, that's what you love, aren't you, being part of a dog? Yeah, they, I do. You know, the girls will get on so well. I do um, dance shows, and that's where we're for Pantoland, because they put in the uh, theatre school with the, the dance school, um, and then both, so we did a Pantoland, like this school, and dance. <laughs> that's so good. So you've got to go off to college today. How long have you got left on your studies? How many years left? Uh, one more. It's my final year at college, so... Final year, my goodness. How do you feel about that? Uh, excited and proud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you should feel super proud. It's so brilliant. So going back to you talking earlier about how important it is to live life to the max, what are your big dreams now? Because you've ticked so much off the list already. What else is there to do? Um, America, New York. Oh, yes, I like it. We're going global, Ellie. Uh, maybe <laughs> folk front. Oh, yeah, that's the real chic one, right? Yeah. <laughs> she's achieved that. There was another dream, wasn't there? London Fashion Week, which she's worked. She's doing two shows this weekend. That's another one ticked off. Oh, yes. We did the costume for um, London um, represent, and we all had to do individual catwalks in the room with people inside the room. And then at the end, we came out and said, like, not all got paid for that catwalk. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> we all got paid for the catwalk. And I'm like, oh my God, wow. And then we talked about that in the um, circle. And oh my God. Yeah. So you're going to do that this weekend? Saturday and Sunday. Both days. And two parties. Two parties. Wow. <laughs> Friday and Thursday. 
You're so busy. So when you're doing the catwalk, how do you feel about that again? Because you've got so many people sat there watching that catwalk. Do you feel any nerves? No. No. She's ready for it. She's ready for it. You got your strut ready? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so brilliant. Ellie, I'm, I'm absolutely buzzed for you. You've got so many beautiful things on the horizon as well as achieving so much already. And this book, which I'm, again, I'm so sorry that I've got it before. No, it's fine, it's fine. I can post this one to you if you want. No, we're getting some. <laughs> we're waiting for a big book. Oh, it's so, it's so wonderful. And I'm I'm so thrilled that you feel proud and excited. You jolly well should. It's going to be so inspiring for so many people. And also your amazing inserts of on as well. So helpful to other parents out there who feel lonely and lost at the moment. It's... um. It's a really beautiful thing. So thank you so much for talking to me today, Ellie and Yvonne. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank Thank you. We had that chat a couple of weeks ago, so London Fashion Week will have happened by now, so I hope that all went amazingly, Ellie. I've no doubt that you brought so much confidence to that catwalk. Absolutely incredible. Thank you both, Ellie and Yvonne, for fitting me into your extremely busy schedule. I was so energised by that chat. Also, I still feel quite bad that I got my hands on one of Ellie's books before she did but I have to say her face was such a picture when she saw me holding it it was really worth it for that moment just the most excited you could ever imagine someone to be we're going to pop that gorgeous moment on Instagram at happy place official so you can see it too beautiful stuff Ellie's book against all odds with that lovely foreword by Katie Piper is out now All right, back next week. Until then, it's a massive thanks again to Ellie and Yvonne, to the producer Anushka Tate at Rethink Audio, who's an absolute legend. She's just had a knee operation and she is powering through, working through the pain and the stress of it. Anushka, you're amazing. You beautiful lot. We'll chat soon. Okay, just jumping in here to let you know that this episode is brought to you in partnership with Comic Relief. Red Nose Day is back on Friday the 15th of March and this year it's time to do something funny for money. Whatever you do this Red Nose Day, make it fun, have a right old laugh and get together to raise some all-important cash. Your donation could help tackle the serious business of providing shelter for those that need it and safe spaces for those in danger, supporting food banks and helping to support families affected by conflict and climate change in the UK and around the world. Please give what you can this Red Nose Day to help to put food on plates and roofs overheads. Keep little ones safe and help support families in crisis. Text PODCAST to 70205 to give £5 today. That's the word PODCAST to 70205 to donate £5. Text cost your donation amount plus your standard network message charge and 100% of your donation will go to Comic Relief, a registered charity. You must be 16 or over and please ask the bill payers' permission. For full terms and conditions, visit comicrelief.com forward slash ACAST.